Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. It is the podcast about Nathan, episode 84. About to do this end of the year review like I do every time. The last three times, I want to say I did it with a guest. This time would be different, you know. Do it by myself. Keep it keep it funky with y'all. But anyways, we're going to get right into it. It's the only song I like by these niggas. <laughs> it's the only song I like by these niggas. Christmas holiday. Huh? It's a joyous thing that the angels sing. Cause we're together. We gotta sing. Can't let it slip away. Oh, yeah, no, I can hit that, huh? That's the only song I like by them niggas, man. I can never get with that group. <laughs> I can never get with that group. I never liked them niggas. Oh, man. But it's the podcast about Nathan, episode 84, end of the year review. Um, I'm going to just get into music, man. I'm going to just talk about uh my favorite projects for the year. What to look out for next year, you know. So, like I said, we're gonna get we're gonna get right into it. We're gonna get right into it. So, my favorite album that came out, my favorite rap album. Sorry, I'm gonna do rap and R and B. My bad. I'm gonna do a few rap and do a few R and B. My favorite rap album that came out this year is. Was Conway the Machine from a King to a God? I don't mention it. See, but y'all don't, y'all not on Twitter. I don't mention this shit on Twitter. Conway has separated himself from the rest of Griselda in terms of rapping ability. Um, they all can rap. They all can rap. But I think it's clear that he is the top lyricist rapper in that group. And I think it's clear that uh, he has come into his own, meaning he went from being strictly a lyricist to now being an actual song maker. And from a king to a god proved just that. You get what I'm saying? It proved just that. Like, he it separated himself. Because even when Benny, Benny dropped Burden of Proof, like, that shit wasn't, no. If you know Benny, no, that's that's not it. That's not it at all. Um, 
like I said, from a king to a god. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat y'all over the head with every every single project. I'm not gonna do that. But that's the one for me. Like if if you ask me what's the best rap album, rap album, like lyricism content, not this not this trap stuff made for the radio. I'm not talking about the commercial shit. I'm talking about actual rapping. I'm gonna answer Conway the Machine from a King to a God. To me, that is the best album that came out this year. And that is my favorite album that came out this year. That's my that's my, you know. My second favorite album was Styles P Ghost Your Enthusiasm. Now, Styles P is probably one of the few older rappers that as time has gone forward, he has stayed relevant. He has adapted with the sound. Like if you if you was listening to Styles in the nineties, early two thousands, you know, sound different, you know. Here we are in twenty twenty and he's still dropping quality music. Jada Kiss ain't even doing that. Jada Kiss in the same group with him. Like Jada Kiss ain't even doing that. Styles is the one one of the few older people that's actually that's hip hop that's not sounding like some super duper old person and he not sounding like some super duper young person. He right where he need to be. He sound like, I believe he's 46 now. He sounds like a 46 year old that has adapted with the times. And I'm, I'm very glad to see that because Styles is a legend in New York. So Styles P goes through those. Like all of these projects I name, go check him out. Like go check him out. If you haven't already, you haven't already, you know what I'm saying? Go, 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 go check him out. Because these is, if I'm telling you, because a lot of y'all like to say, yo, I don't like nothing. That's false. Because there's a lot of shit that I, there's a lot of shit. It's not even a lot of shit that I down talk, but there's a lot of shit that I up talk as well. It's definitely a lot of shit that I'd be like, yo, that shit was fire. That beat was hard. Which I don't, y'all don't want to hear that. Anyways, Styles P goes to your enthusiasm. Um... Lil Dirk, just because y'all waited too. Now, this was the first time. This might have been like the second or let's say second project that I've listened to Lil Dirk with an open ear. This first one was Love Letter to the Streets 3, I believe, or 2. I want to say 3. This is the second one. Now, if... If I would have done this podcast back in 2013 and 2014, y'all would have hated me. Y'all would have hated me because I was a very angry music person back then. I hated the direction that rap slash hip hop was going in in uh back in them back in them years. I feel like 2013 and 14 was like the decline of real hip hop, and that's when trap and drill drill music started to explode and Lil Durk was a part of that and I hated him back in 13 and, and 12 and 13 I hated him back then. I thought he couldn't rap I you know I thought he rapped too aggressive I thought he I just thought he wasn't good but over time as he started to adapt the auto-tune as he started to change his actual sound it's like it's not it's not a lot of people you see change their sound as time goes forward usually they stick to the same thing they stick to what works um he has changed his sound from being a fast-paced drill aggressive ass rapper to a calm 
auto-tune voice. You know? That shit, I like him a lot now. I can listen to him now and not be cringing. Because now he's actually rapping. Well, he always was rapping pain shit. But it didn't sound like pain when you're, when you're yelling and screaming somebody. You know what I'm saying? But now he's talking to you with a little bit of auto-tune. And it sounds like, damn, like I, I feel the shit a little bit. I feel a little bit deeper now. You understand what I'm saying? So Lil Dirk, just because y'all waited too. And he just dropped the project yesterday called The Voice. That just dropped yesterday. I don't know. It's kind of weird. He dropped that on a Thursday, but you could drop music whenever you want to. So I definitely am one of his newer fans because they have these things on Twitter where they be like, when I met the person versus when you were when you met the person, you could definitely say about they say that about Lil Dirt because I met him. Let's say last year, because the before didn't like that shit. Now. Yeah. Lil Dirk, just because y'all waited too. Uh, next, Boldy James, the Versace tape. Now, this is a more lower, a lesser known rapper. Also, uh, along with Conway, he's a part of Griselda Records. Uh, he'd been on the scene since like 2011, which I didn't know. He wasn't, he really wasn't prevalent back then. He finally started to emerge within this last year. You understand what I'm saying? So. The Versace tape is dope. I put a few people onto the Versace tape, and they they told me like, yeah, this is is dope. You know, it's dope. And I this is one. This is a project I implore y'all to I listen to because if you into well, let me let me tell you something. One thing I will always be into is uh, lyricism over soulful shit, horns and strings and pianos. Like that's the type of if 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 I'm gonna always be into that. And he rapped just that on the Versace tape. It was these soulful ass beats, horns, and shit like that. He talking that you know, talking that drug talk. You get what I'm saying? So if you into that, Griselda's for you. Griselda's for you. Um, Bur- uh, Burden Benny is kind of moving away from that from from what we heard with Burden of Proof, but. If you want, if you want to hear shit like that, listen to the Versace tape. Boldy James, B O L D Y, James. Cause yeah, that that tape is hard. And last but not least, West Side Gun, Fly God is an awesome God. Now, if you're familiar with Griselda, you know West Side is the is the head is the leader, but he's also the bottom rapper. He picks great beats. He produces. When I say produces, I mean he puts the songs together. Like he does that. He 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 executively produces. Let me say that. But he's not the best rapper at all. Very far from it. But Fly God is an awesome God. Showed me like this nigga can make. Even if you can't rap. Or even if you rap at a low degree, you could still make shit sound amazing. He made a ama- he picked amazing beats. He picked the right features, and yeah, he dropped three projects this year. He dropped "Pray for Paris," "Fire," he dropped "Fly God is an Awesome God," "Fire," and then he dropped "Who Made the Sunshine." That one was that wasn't it. I didn't like that one, but "Fly God is an Awesome God." 
that's it for me. So that's my five. Those are my my favorite five projects this year. Now I got some honorable mentions as well. Haha. Uh-huh. G Herbo PTSD. G Herbo, similar to Lil Dirk, you know, the Chicago movement. Uh I wasn't a fan of G Herbo. No, let me not say that. Yes, I wasn't a fan of G Herbo. See, but I didn't dislike him as much as I dislike Dirk. Herbo has always rapped how he he's he's always rapped the same way. Fast paced, offbeat, on beat shit. I like that. Now coming in like same thing with Dirk, 2019-ish. Like I am like, okay, okay, Herbo, I like it now. I didn't like it before. Like the beats before wasn't nah. Like the only song my Herbo I remember is, is Chirac. And I don't even think that was his song. I think that was I don't remember whose song that was. I think it was his. But PTSD That's a dope album. You can hear the maturity, like that first intro song, like you can hear the maturity, you can hear the experience. Like that's what I like. I wanna hear I don't want see I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a vanity person when it comes to this music. I don't want to hear you. I don't that shit don't impress me, dog. I don't care how much cars you got. Like that's not what I it's not that I don't care. It's like that's not what I want to hear. I don't care about how much money you got, how much change you got, how much bitches you fought. I don't care about none of that. Like rap that experience shit. That's just, that's what separates the younger niggas from the older niggas. And of course you got older niggas that rap just like the younger niggas, but it's like like a person like Styles P, Styles P ain't rapping money and 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 how much girl like you know he's rapping experience to you. He's forty six. He's gonna rap experience to you. G Herbo and Dirk is rap. They're rapping experience. They rapping trauma. They rapping pain. Like that's why I could. That's why I could listen to them. They wasn't rapping that before. It wasn't rapping that before. It was more on the aggressive. We killing niggas. We killing niggas. Step wrong. We get popped. You know shit like that. It's like I, niggas don't want to hear that all the time. And G Herbo, like I said, with PTSD, listed the title. It's titled PTSD. Like that, that should tell you enough. Like it's about experience. So that's honorable mention for me. Smoke Dizza, closed mouth, don't get fed. Now I was never a fan of Smoke Dizza. Let me not say that. <laughs> I didn't dislike Smoke Dizza. He wasn't somebody on my radar. He's an under, he's a you know lower known person from uh Harlem but um he's always been he's been here producing projects for years now and he you know he's a staple in Harlem you know you know what I'm saying so closed mouth don't get fed that's it that's that was a dope elo little like eight nine track uh project that came out and I like that shit you know like I said smoke dizza like People that have been around for a while, I, I, I remember them when they first came out, and I wasn't feeling them. Smoke is one of them, Herbo's one of them, and Dirk is one of them. Like, that's three people off top that have been around since I was in high school. Not so much Herbo, but Dirk been around since high school, and Smoke Dizzy been around since high school. Herbo really came around, like, 2013, 2014-ish. Um... But I didn't like them when they first came out. Like Smoke, like if a Smoke drops a project right now, I'm listening to it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not first or second or third, but I'm going to listen to it. At some point, the week that come, it comes out. So a lot of people I'm not doing that for. Smoke is a closed mouth, don't get fed. <laughs> L-E-S, L-E dollar sign, man. Houston, nigga. This is a really 
unknown dude, which is weird to me because uh, you can look him up on spot on uh, Instagram, Steak and Shrimp, and same thing on Twitter. It's like this is a dude who been rapping since whew, when I was in high school, and he just hasn't elevated like. I'm sure he making money behind the scenes or, you know, merch and all that shit. But it's like his, he just, he just doesn't, his fans don't grow. Like his, his fan base does not grow. This dude been dropping projects for years now, like six, seven years. I'm talking about two projects a year, dog. And he just, his, his fan be like, I went on his Twitter, actually tweeted him like two weeks ago. And he has like, he retweeted me, but you know, like, that's that's one thing I noticed. Like if you are if you like a if you like a uh if you like a relatively unknown act, you're gonna see every notification that comes to your phone. Like that's something I've noticed. Like that's something I noticed with battle rap as well. If you a battle rapper and you got like eight, nine thousand followers, chances are unless there's a battle unless your battle just dropped, you nobody's really tweeting you. Same thing I learned with with, with these uh, with these lesser known uh acts. I'll get into another one later. So I tweeted him knowing he was going to retweet me because like you only got like 10,000 followers. So you're seeing you're going to see my tweet. And that's what I'm saying. Like, why do you like how how you been in the game six, seven years? You only got like 10,000 followers, 20,000 followers. Like in 2020, what did what determines your visibility is your following? I mean, you got to call a spade a spade. People say, you know, you're not getting paid off followers. Some people fucking do. What do you rather have? A thousand dollars or a thousand followers? A lot of people rather have a thousand followers because you get paid off followers in 2020. And like I said, I'm sure he's doing whatever he's doing behind the scenes, but musically, I don't know why his fan base hasn't grown. So Ellie Dollar Sign, he dropped Dios. I forgot what it stands for. It stands, it's an acronym because he's not Hispanic. It's an acronym, but I can't remember what it stands for. But that was, that was a cool album. I like that shit. That shit dropped earlier this month, actually. And. I believe, did I promote that? I don't think I posted that on the page. Yeah, my bad. My bad, Ellie. Um, But I don't know sometimes. It's like, I don't, some some of these dudes, like, when you see they follow and just don't expand, it's just like, what are you doing wrong? Like, I don't get it. But more power to him, man. But Ellie, Ellie, Ellie dollar sign, man. L-E-S. It's not literally dollar sign like Todd dollar sign. It's L-E money sign. That's it. Um, So, yeah. Currency, the Tonight Show with DJ Fresh. That was a dope uh, project that came out January. <laughs> Damn, this beer is it. <laughs> this beer making me fucking. Damn, can't breathe in this shit. Um, Currency, The Tonight Show, that was a real funky, not even funky, I'll say like groovy, vibey project like that came out in January. That was a dope project. That was a dope project. I like that shit a lot. Currency never disappointed. I don't believe Currency dropped four projects this year. Like that's, if, if Currency dropped anything less than three projects a year, I know something is up with him. Cause that dude stay working like that nigga. That's one of the biggest, that if not the biggest independent artist in the game. Cause I believe Nipsey was the biggest one independently on an independent stage. But currency has been independent since day one. 
and his following is insane. His work ethic is insane. Like I just told you, he dropped four projects this year. Three with Harry Fraud and one with DJ Fred. I believe he no, I believe he dropped. I believe he dropped. I want to say like six. I want to say like six. The other the other ones wasn't really that prevalent, that that relevant. You know that it didn't make that much noise. But the ones with Harry Fraud and this one, yeah, that like yeah. I believe he dropped six. Might be seven. Might be seven. But he stayed like every year. It's every year that man dropped five projects minimum every single year like shout out to him man currency is he he that's that's the man right there that's the man right there and last but not least these are all honorable mentions honorable mentions i named five of my favorites and then i named five honorable mentions wale the imperfect storm now <laughs> if you've been my goodness my bad excuse me this shit <laughs> If you've been listening, um, if you've been listening to this podcast, uh, from the beginning, you know me and Wale have a topsy turvy music relationship. Like, I mean, even if you haven't been listening to this, even if you just, if you listen to Wale and you then you know his potential when it comes to music. And if you know, if you've listened to his last few efforts, you know this, it wasn't it. Now, he caught my attention again with the Imperfect Storm. It was a little six, five, five, six track EP, and it got right to the point, and I loved it. I loved it. You know, this is somebody who's been around since middle school for me. And there was a point in time where he was just, Everything was a home run, home run, home run. Then he just started to strike out, strike out, strike out. It just got bad, son. Like, yo, what happened to you, bro? And in the last three, four years, it's like it's one project is hot. One project is not one project is hot. One for it's like, yo, like, I don't know what he be doing. Like some he be really swinging to miss sometimes. And. The imperfect storm kind of see but i can't even commend him like that because next project we, he probably gonna let me down probably gonna let me down with the next one like that's just what he do he'd be hot and cold every time so let me see this project in perfect storm i liked his last album wow that's crazy i wasn't a fan of it but it, a lot of people liked it i gonna knock you 2018, I don't remember what he dropped. I think when he dropped, that was like he dropped like two EP, two EPs, I believe. Those was cool. Free Lunch, I believe one. I forgot what the other one was. 2017, he dropped Shine. Oof. I ain't even going to revisit that. And 2016, he dropped Summer on Sunset. Fire, fire project, dog. Like, So hopefully he could keep up his, his good work because... He, it's like he, he was, he was in that conversation. You understand? He was in that conversation with the J. Coles and the Drakes and the Kendricks. It might not have been for long, but he, when he released the ambition back in 2011, like he was on track to be, you know, not one of the greatest, but to at least remain at that, in that A-list level with the Kendricks and the Cole and the Drakes. And for some reason, Big Sean now, 
I don't know why y'all niggas revere him so much now, but because he ain't even at his best now. He was at his best then. But Wale was he was he was definitely in that conversation for sure. So that's it for my my rap shit. So now y'all know me. I gotta get into my R and B shit because yeah. <laughs> so my top five R and B art uh projects this year. No order. I don't have I don't have a favorite one like I have with rap, but these was all good. Kaylani, it was good until it wasn't. You know, Kaylani has always been consistent. I always say Kaylani, but it's Kalani. I just, I don't know. I just say Kaylani. Um, she's always been consistent when it came to music. She, um, she's always produced quality, even if like it's always been quality over quantity. Like, she's just she's one of those she's one of those young people who has it and i hope as she gets older like she doesn't lose it because that's really what we be seeing well in rap at least when you see like the they these dudes be geniuses at age 20 and 21 and then as they get to like 30 31 it's like it's not the same but she's one of those people who's been like in the spotlight since probably i guess her teenage years and she's been releasing like quality music since teenage since teenage since teenage adolescence and it's like i hope i hope as she gets older she doesn't lose it like i hope when she gets to 35 because she's 25 i hope when she gets to 35 she could be like she's still like yeah kelani yeah we still rocking with her but it was good until it wasn't that was a good album man like it was a good album like she knows how to she knows how to keep it sexy. She knows how to keep it raunchy. Like, but she knows not. She knows how to be like not X-rated. That's that's what makes it. That's what makes it even better because she could get her point across without being X-rated. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's some you know some rappers. It's some rappers who's really X-rated, and it's some who's really not. There's some who's X-rated, and then there's some who's R-rated. And it's like if you could if you could get it done with the R rated, then it's like yeah, you know what you're doing. So Kaylani was good until it wasn't. Janae Aiko, Chilombo, great project, great project. Once again, another person to have a topsy turvy relationship, but not because of the music, but because she blocked me on Twitter, which was kind of weird. Because you know she, she's one of you could tell she was one of those people who was typing in her name on Twitter to see what people were saying. That's cool. I mean, I'm not gonna knock you for that. Cause I didn't, I didn't directly tweet her. I didn't, I never tweeted her ever, but she, I said something about, um, this t-shirt she had. Cause she had a t-shirt. Um, she had a picture of a t-shirt of our tank top that had big Sean's face covering her nipples. And I said something like, no, that's not, that's not what happened. No. Yeah. Yeah. That is what happened. What happened was she had on that t-shirt with big Sean but she had hair, like colorful hair. And I was like, I said something like, well, she thinks she's Jeff Hardy or something. Jeff Hardy's a wrestler, but colorful hair. And I, that's the only time I even ever mentioned her name in, on my Twitter. And, I, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that's why she blocked me. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. But anyways, Chilombo, great album, you know. Her last f- 
few. No, few. Because I know that project trip. That was a great project. Ah, oh, man, that fucking. Ah, oh, man, that was a great project. This one. I don't think was as good, but it was still good, though. It was it was good. Definitely great to me. You know, I just prefer trip. But this one was definitely good, man. And she always uh, produced another one who always produced quality projects like that's just certain people. That's just their thing is to produce quality. They take their time and they get it done. That's how it's supposed to be. Like if you can, if you can release projects rapidly and it still be good, then by all means. But if you can't, then don't do it. So I definitely liked, I definitely liked that. See, look, that's the thing about R&B, man. It's like, the, okay, R&B, they, these people release these projects. Like when I looked at the R&B, because I was yesterday, I was looking at the R&B albums of this year outside of the ones that I already knew. And I'm looking at it like, wait, all these projects dropped these this year? Like, for like, that's probably why R and B don't don't be going nowhere as of late because it's like R and B acts drop a project, but it gets no burn. Like where are you where are you gonna hear a Kehlani song at if you're not looking for it? Where are you gonna hear a Tiana Taylor song if you're not looking for it? Like you're not you're not. It's like. It's like these dudes on the radio, like Fabio and A Boogie. I don't listen to these dudes, but when they song come on, it gets played so much. It's like I know the words because I've heard it so many times, not because I went looking for it. That's the thing about R and B. It's like, yo, that's why this shit can't. It's 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 it's, it's part of it is, is is that's why it's on a decline because it's like. You, it's like these songs. These songs don't get no burn. They're not getting promoted. These magazines on Instagram, these publications, they're not promoting R and B like that, unless like you're on the inside. And that shit is like it's really it's really fucked up to me. It's really fucked up to me because it's a lot of it's a lot of R and B out acts out there, man. It's a lot of R and B acts out there, man, for real. That shit is like, it's a lot. It's a lot. But hopefully 2021. And that's another thing. Like, so when I did the last, when I did the last um, podcast, I said something, because I was talking about the R&B, how they, how to, sorry, I was talking about the Grammys and about how they snubbed R&B, the women in R&B. And I was like, oh, no, they're going on for 2019. But then when I looked at the R&B list of albums that came out this year. Excuse me. Three of those projects are on the R&B nominated list. So I'm like, oh, so y'all really did look at 2020. That John Legend shit came out this year. That Luke James shit came out this year. Givian. Giveon came out this year. It's like, wait a minute. So y'all really, really snubbed um the R&B women. Because normally the Grammys go off of the previous year. 
No, uh, yeah, they do. So and it, and it airs in January. So I was I was right. Do go up the previous year. So they really snubbed the shit out them women, dog. Like wow, that's insane to me. But I'm not even trying to get back into that. So R and B, it's like these 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 publications and shit. They need to do a better job of promoting R and B and posting R and B. Like if you guys only see how many times. Um, Rap Radar and Elliot Wilson, how many times they post Megan Thee Stallion a month? Like, regular-ass pictures. Like, how many times are you going to post this girl? I'm, it's not, I don't got no issue with her. I don't see nothing wrong with her, but it's like, it's so many... It's so many other people. And it's like, these publications stick to the same shit. If only y'all seen how many times Tidal posted Cardi B. It's a million other women in the music industry, bro. Y'all keep posting the same ones over and over and over again. Now, I don't doubt that they have some kind of relationship. I don't doubt that. But it's like, yo, it's so many other acts that should be exposed more. Tiana Taylor, the album, great project. Whole shit was, 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 was a sex scene. You understand what I'm saying? Not a lot of people can can do that. The entire thing damn near was a was a was a was a sex um soundtrack, and not because of what she's talking about, because of how it sounds. Not a lot of people can make sex. Not not a lot of people can make sounds that sound like sex. And I don't literally mean sounds that sound like sex. I mean sensual sounds, shit like that. Intimacy. The entire shit sounds like that. And I feel bad for her because she uh, she tweeted a few weeks ago, like, I'm done with music. Like, y'all don't appreciate me. Like, we get some. I'm pretty sure the Grammys was the last draw, and, and I feel her. You out here working, 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 while people that do less get recognized. I was just telling one of my friends that shit. Like, it shit, it fucks with you, man. It, it discourages you. And when she said that, I felt her a thousand percent. You working year after year after year. You working, working, working. But yet people who do less get recognized. They get put on. They get exposed. They get promoted. It's like it, it, it gets discouraging. I know. I know. I know firsthand how that shit feels. I really do. And she said, fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm on a, what she said. I think she said she's a creative director or something. So she going on to, to, to close and, and, you know, very talented, very talented dancer, very talented song maker. Like, very, like she she's one of those people who's a dime a dozen, who's good at everything. Some people attempt it, but some people are not actually good at it, good at all of them. So it's just sad to see her go because that album she dropped in June was great. It was great, man. And you just hate to see talent, you know, get wasted. <laughs> Cash Page, Teenage Fever. Now, Cash Page is relatively unknown, but not really. You got to like, if you're in the world of R&B, you're going to know, you know, you're going to know the new hot, the new hot people coming up. I'm not going to see the thing about the Grammys. They got the, they don't got the, the, they don't got the hot people coming up. They just got new people like Giveon and, and Luke James. Luke James ain't new, but he ain't hot either. Like. So Cash Page, you know, she's a little bit younger. She's like 19, but she makes good music. If you in, like, if you into 
modern R&B, but the, the, the modern R&B sound like Kehlani and shit. And the, if you like R&B, that sounds like that, you know, boppy, but, but Cash Page not boppy. She's more sensual, slow, you know, but it's, 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 it's modernized. Do you get what I'm saying? Cash Page is one of those people who's, like I said, if you into like the slow relationship, the, you know, broken, broken up shit, like, She's one. She's for you, man. She's for you. Like, and for it's like what what what's amazing about some of these artists is like they be so young, coming up with the shit they come up with. Like, like her. I don't. I don't. I don't got her on my list. But her, from a young age, like her, the maturity of her voice, and like, the content is like, damn, you would have thought her was thirty seven or something. And her, her is only what, 23. And she's been making music since she was, you know, I'm sure since she was a teenager, but it's like 23. So she was three years ago. She was 20 and she was like, she was at her, I don't want to say she was at her peak, but yeah, you could kind of say she was at her peak two, three years ago. So at such, at such a young age, making music like that. That shit is amazing. Like some of the talent, some of these 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 people got, man, for real. And Cash Page, I feel like she's one of those people. You know? I feel like she's one of those people that's eventually gonna like take off. Um, Danny Lay movie. Um, this project, okay. Danny Lay has been hit or miss, similar to Wale, because Danny Lay does these projects or EPs that's like trap R&B. Like, it's like she, it's like, it's like, I'm talking about like real slow BPM trap beats where she's trying to like rap, but slur the word. So it sounds like R&B, like and drag them out drag out the words to, to make it seem like she's singing them, but she's, she's rapping them, but she tries to drag the words out to make it be a melody or something. And it just doesn't sound good. One thing I learned, I've seen about, she's the, probably the only person. What it is, is that modern R and B is just singing over beats that could possibly, possibly be rap. That's what like the modern be like the boppy shit like these could potentially be rap songs. But Danny Lay was rapping over actual trap beats that were no mistake rap songs like these weren't you can't put R&B over these because these are rap songs. Excuse me. These are rap beats. You understand what I'm saying? And I was just like, you can't this doesn't sound good. This trap shit you trying to this trap. R&B fusion you trying to do like it just don't sound right this shit over here is cheap ass shit <laughs> yo so anyways so she dropped movie now movie she went back to the sensual modern regular R&B with the beats and the the, the you know the slow sensuality and intimacy but there's like two or three which is like the trap shit on there she could have deal without those but Overall, I like the project. I believe it came out in uh, November. No, it was like October. 
And it was a good project. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I haven't liked the Danny Lay project in a while because she be, like I said, she be on some other shit. I don't know what that girl be doing. Honorable mentions, Victoria Monet, Jaguar. Um, This was her debut album, even though she's had like four or five projects, but this was her debut album. And that was good. It was very good. I like Victoria Monet. I've been I've been watching her since um twenty twenty fifteen ish. Like these these especially see that's the thing about R B. These girls really been around for a while. Kehlani been around since she was like nineteen, son. She these these girls, her these girls been around for some years already, and they not they they only in their mid twenties, you know. Victoria Monet, Jaguar, Queen Nigel, Misunderstood. I like that album. That came out in October. It's literally Misunderstood, like M-I-S-S, Understood. Like, she's calling herself like it was her last name. Like, that was a dope project. These are honorable mentions. Alina Baraz, It Was Divine, another one that's been on the grind for years now. I remember her... That was what twenty fourteen when she dropped that shit. That EP, that uh, flora, that flora and fauna. That was years ago. She's still at it, you know. These is these is the girls that can't really break the mainstream, or I should say commercial. I should say commercial. Can't break the commercial. Queen Nigel, she's definitely still on her way up. Victoria Monet. I don't know. She's been out so long. It's like. I don't know, but I only see, you know, good things for her. Uh, Lena Barrage was divine. Kiana Lady, Kiki. She hasn't hit her peak either, but she's been doing this for two, three, three, four years now. And she's only, I think she's like the youngest one. She probably like 21, 22. And she makes great music. Like she's these, like I say, people is, is so young. Like it's so amazing how young these people are. Um, Ariana Grande positions. Now, I have a, <laughs> I haven't listened to an Ariana Grande project since, uh, like 2013, when she um I forgot what that album was called. It's actually on my in iTunes. I forgot what the album was called. Um, because she was one of those people who became a super duper star, and let's just went pop. Once you go pop, it's like yeah. I'm good on you. I don't I don't listen to pop. Oh, I don't listen to 2000s, 2010s pop. And once she went that pop route, it's like Sayonara. I was reading something when this when this album came out, it was like, oh, she went, she did RB. This is an RB album with a touch of soul, with a touch of this, with tell them, all right, let me check him out. And I liked it. You know, it wasn't one of my favorites, but it was an honorable mention. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. You know, it was, it was she was she was rapping, she was singing some some adult shit, which is kind of different for her. Being that we know her to be, you know, not immature, but we know her to be more on the, I guess political correct politically correct side. I guess. Uh, I liked it though. And uh, last but not least, JoJo, good to know. Now. I never listened to JoJo ever. Um, she, I've always heard she was like, she's white with a black voice. 
I guess. But this good to know project, this is the first project I've ever listened to her. Matter of fact, you know why? When I was still listening to Joe Budden's podcast, he actually mentioned this and he called her on the show as well. I remember that. And he's the one who like, yo, Jojo, blah, blah, blah. So I, I, I went and checked him out. And I, I'm like, damn, this girl could sing, boy. Shit. Like she don't make. OK, so let me let me ref, let me make let me put in perspective what they say when they what they mean when they say she's white with a black voice. When she's singing. It doesn't sound like it's coming from a white person, like the music, the way it sounds. It doesn't sound like it's coming from a white person. It sounds like a black person. It sounds like a, what a, how a black person would sing. It sounds like what a black person would sing about and how they would say it. This was a good album. This was a good album. This was a good album. So definitely when she drops the next, she dropped like a Christmas album, but I'm not into that Christmas business. Well, Christmas music from younger people. I'm not into that because who just did that? Sabrina Claudio just did that. And I'm like, I'm not into Christmas music from younger people. Let me hear the classics from the 60s and 50s and shit. So that was a good uh, that was a good uh, thing. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get into my favorite songs real quick that came out this year. Rick Ross, Pin to the Cross. That was a fire song. That shit debuted after he de- uh, battled um, 2 Chains on Versus. That was a fire song. Oh, man, that was a fire song. Rick Ross always... You know, Big Sean, Deep Reverence. Now, I don't like Big Sean's first, not one bit. Um, I like it because of Nipsey. It was, I believe it was Nipsey's first appearance. Um, no, not his first appearance. It was his first appearance this year, I believe, since his death. And it just, I was like, damn, you know. And it just, it was like, it was just, it was just, it just sounded like he was, st- you know, like he was still here. And um, like Big Sean, like Big Sean fucked up letting Nipsey go first. That's that's what he fucked up because once Nipsey's verses ain't over, like you skip the next song. Like, <laughs> and it's not because it's only Nipsey. It's just like his Big Sean's verse just wasn't good to me. It wasn't good. It wasn't good at all to me. The beat was hard. Nipsey's verse was hard. It was just too. It was too short. But Big Sean's verse just wasn't good to me. So it's like one of these days I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna edit it. I'm gonna cut his verse off and just because that was a good that was a dope song that should have just been a Nipsey song like we didn't need you bitch at all party next door savage anthem now his album party mobile was a flop that shit was whack for such for the long after the long ass hiatus he done took for him to come back with that bullshit was like seriously bro but Savage Anthem, that song is like six minutes long. That, yo, that, I, I mentioned it on here before. That ending, when he, when he stops singing for like a minute and a half, and the choir just does some angelic, harmonious shit. Oh, it was so beautiful. That shit brought tears to my eyes. It was so beautiful. Ah, uh, man. I believe it was a sample of a gospel choir, I believe. I read that somewhere, but I don't, I don't remember right now. But... That was so, like, it was so beautiful, bro. Like, that shit brought tears to my eyes, son. I ain't gonna lie to you. That shit was so beautiful. Uh, man, I just wish he'd get it together because I don't know what the fuck he's been doing. That party mobile shit wasn't it. And, uh, yeah, it just wasn't it. Um, Bryson Tiller Sorrows. That's the song I opened the last podcast with. That, that song is amazing. And that beat is hard as shit. See, Bryson Tiller's beats 
have always been top level, top shelf. Like his beats has always been amazing. And that Sorrows beat is different. Like, and that song in general, like that song is too hard. Jojo, don't talk me down. My favorite song off of the album I just mentioned. That's an amazing song. Like she sings. Oh my God. That was an amazing song. Like that's the best way I could put it, bro. Like everything I'm everything I mentioned in this podcast today, y'all need to go back and y'all need to go and check it out. Like just go check it out. Cause you'll see what I'm talking about. So now I got a list of three people that I think y'all should check out for 20. Like keep keep an eye out for them in 2021. The first one to look out for for 2021 is Leighton Green, singer, you know, a new act. She's been on a few songs with a few big name people, um, but she doesn't have any, as of late, she doesn't have any projects of her own. She has a lot of individual songs out, but I do like her and I see like when her, when her project does come out, it'll be worth the listen. Like she just can't, she was just on a song with, um. Rick Ross and YFN Lucci. I don't I like the song. I don't like the beat. Produced by Hitmaker, and he's very lazy when it comes to beat making, but I'm not gonna get into that. I'm not gonna get into that. Cause he be on some other shit sometimes. I, he be he's so lazy when it comes to beat. Anyway, I'm not gonna get into that. But um like I said, she uh she makes good songs, but she just has no project that I can refer you to as of late. So I'm assuming her project will be coming out in 2021. Layton Green. Layton Green. L-A-Y-T-O-N. Green. Second one is Che Noir. Che Noir. She's a, a rapper from Buffalo. Um, You know, Griselda from Buffalo. They kind of opened the doors for Buffalo to get on the, you know, people from Buffalo to get on the map. Like. They kind of, they definitely, they're like, they're, they're, I'm pretty, they're legends in, I was just thinking about that shit the other day. Like, you know who I think is a legend in their state, in their, in their um, city? Rich Boy. Mobile, Alabama. I'm pretty sure we don't know. I don't know a soul that, that musically that came out of that, that, um, that city or that state period, Alabama period. And it's like Rich Boy single-handedly, not single-handedly, but he had Throw Some D's was one of the biggest songs of the 2000s decade. You know, and I never seen nobody before him has come from Alabama and nobody after him has come from Alabama. So I'm pretty sure he's a legend in that city, as he should be, because he put that city on the map, even though nobody else came from it. But that's the same thing with Buffalo. Like before Griselda, there was no Buffalo rapper that anybody took serious. So now that they're out, they pretty much open the gates for every other Buffalo artist to blow up. You know what I'm saying? So Shay Noir is, um, like I said, she's a rapper. Her beats is phenomenal. I was just listening to her. I listened to like two of her projects yesterday again. Because like the beat she be picking is like, yo, your beats is fire, my guy. My goodness. Yo, that girl beats is fire, bro. Um, Good girl. Good Girl is a quartet, R&B, uh, R&B quartet. Um, and it's rare that you see groups nowadays. <laughs> they must be like childhood friends or something. It's rare that you see groups 
a group act, period, rap or army. Nowadays, it's more like collectives in rap with the, with the stupid acronyms. The stupid ass acronyms on their name. And you don't see groups of R&B artists anymore. Like, what was the R&B group recently? Chloe and Halle, I guess. <laughs> Division. Like, it's, it's duos, mostly. It ain't like... Yeah, it ain't like three. It ain't groups with three or four. But anyway, they're a group of four women. And they dropped a project called uh, 215, I believe. And I like them. I like them. They got a song on Mulatto called Thirsty. Of course. Oh, no, it's called Good Girl. Sorry, it's called Good Girl. So Good Girl by Good Girl. <laughs> um, I like them, man. I like them. I, I see them, you know, kind of not exploding in 2021, but the fan base will grow and more people will know them. Like... I like them a lot. I like them a lot. Like, I think they're dope for real. So check them out. Like, like I said, check out everything that I'm, that I'm mentioning. Everybody that I'm mentioning, like, like check them out, son. Cause this is, this is quality music. I just wanted to thank everybody that was, uh, I guess, I guess giving me the words of encouragement when I was like discouraged a few months ago too, you know. I think everybody who's been uh who's been stuck with me with this podcast shit, who've been uh throwing ideas at me and shit, giving me the the advice, all that shit. You know, corona corona stopped a lot of shit. Like I really Corona had Corona had stopped a lot of shit, man. When that shit first hit, I had a I had a lot of people lined up. Not a lot, I had like five people lined up to come on the show for like five different episodes. I had I did have that in the works. But Corona put a stop to that shit, man, and that shit was whack as fuck. But whatever. Um, like I feel like if I would have got those done, I would have um, I would have never like got discouraged and like that. But Corona, Corona fucked that shit up. But anyways, like I said, just thank everybody that you know, keep their feedback coming and all that shit. You know, shout out to y'all. You know. Hopefully 2021, you know, we could, we could, we could expand and grow some more and get some better visuals and get, you know, get shit, get shit on point for 2021, you know, because 2021 makes, uh, let me see, March, March, 2021 makes four years of me doing this. It makes four years of me doing this. So that's shit, man. It's the podcast about Nathan episode 84. I'll be back in 2021. With 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 some new shit, man. Some new shit. I'm out. It's your boy Jones. Yo, this is Sprague. Yo, it's your boy Cutter B. Peace. It's your boy Cybrook. Yo, this your boy Tony Nevan. You already know who I'm rocking with. Be you tuned in. You're tuning in, and you listening to my guy, 88 Coops, man. Podcast about Nathan. You listening Nathan. to the podcast about Nathan with my bro, 88. My nigga, 88 Coops. The podcast about Nathan. The podcast about Nathan. Podcast about Nathan. Stay locked. Yo, it's your boy 88, man. You listening to my shit. The podcast about Nathan.